Hey, it's Dan. What if 2020 was the year you finally had an explosion of meaning, money, and freedom in your career and life? What if you woke up each morning excited about the day's work ahead instead of going through the motions just to earn a paycheck? What if you had a tribe of peers who support and encourage you to follow your callings instead of sitting around with your family who criticizes you and tells you to play it safe? What if you had world-class mentors who can show you how to level up in every area of your life? If that sounds like something you'd like to create, the Wavelength Mastermind Coaching Program is the fastest way to make it happen. It's a group coaching experience for people who want to stop talking about their dreams and actually start living it. The Wavelength Mastermind includes elevated conversations with your coaches, myself and Sarah Riley, who was on our last podcast. We'll teach you the tools and strategies to reach your goals faster. You'll have 100% clarity on your purpose and an action plan to make it real. We'll help you identify and eliminate your subconscious blocks to success. And you're going to have a community of courageous badasses to support you every step of the way. The early bird investment package is still available right now, including two bonus calls in the month of December before the program even begins. You can get info at wavelengthmastermind.com. We've also included that link for you in the show notes. And now episode 85 how to survive the holidays with your family. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live life amplified. Comedian Victor Borga was the person who said Santa Claus has it right. Visit people one time a year. And as it pertains to our family, we're coming up on that time of year when we absolutely are going to make the visits and we love our family. We're grateful to them for giving us life. We're grateful for the experiences growing up, but we also know family can be the biggest emotional trigger that's out there. So how do you navigate it? How do you get through the holidays in one piece? This week, I'm going to give you some of my best strategies. Hello and welcome back to a special bonus episode of the Life Amplified podcast. As I'm recording this, it is November 27th, the day before Thanksgiving, the busiest travel day of the year, which already means built-in stress, trying to navigate the airports, trying to drive to get to your destination on time. And unfortunately, that's not where the stress ends. There's so many other factors that play in around the holidays. There's the pressure that we put upon ourselves to get it right, air quotations around that, meaning you want to get the right gift for your family. And if you're hosting, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, you know, a Hanukkah celebration, you want to get the meal just right and create a special experience. Then you throw on top of that the pressure to not engage in political discussion with your family because that rarely goes well. And just the pressure and the obligation to fulfill these old family contracts that were established decades ago, and, and so many of my clients that I've talked to this week are feeling that pressure to be a past version of themselves. And that's really where the emotional trigger sets in. Because all you want to do is just sit down, carve the turkey, have a glass of wine, and enjoy a nice meal. And at some point, you know one of three things is going to happen. Somebody 
somebody's going to say something political that's going to piss you off. Number two, you know that somebody's going to look at you and make some comment about why you're not as successful as your sibling. Or somebody's going to look at you and be like, you know, you'd look so much better if you just lost 15 pounds. And all these things that emotionally send us right back in time to the age that we were when we didn't feel loved or supported or accepted by the people whose love we crave most. If you're nodding your head and you can relate to what I'm sharing, know that I see you and I hear you and I feel you and I've been there. You know, I've shared the story on the podcast before. You know, it was just Thanksgiving of 2016 that I went back to go visit my family for Thanksgiving. I was one year removed from my soul-sucking corporate job that my family really thought I should have stayed in. I was struggling financially at that point as a coach. I had a small number of clients. They were all getting these amazing life-changing transformations, but I was undercharging for myself, and I still didn't know how to market what it is that I did for a living. This podcast didn't even exist yet. So as I sat there trying to show my family this testimonial video that I had edited together with video testimonials from some of my early clients, you know, I was expecting them to give me an attaboy and a pat on the back and Way to go, Dan. Get out there and go chase your dreams, buddy. And all I got was one member of my family drinking like the third glass of Chardonnay who looked at me and said, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You need to get a real job. (laughs) And I felt so small. And it automatically just sent me back to this 12-year-old version of myself, you know, that wanted so badly for, you know, to get my family's approval. And there I was again, feeling like I wasn't enough, that I wasn't making them proud, that I was never going to amount to anything and all these old thought systems. And in that moment, it was just like a 12-year-old version of me was there for the rest of the trip. So we want to talk today about how you avoid this. And number one, you're not going to be able to avoid the crappy comments. <laughs> you know, grandma is going to say something racist. Somebody's going to drink too much and they're going to say the exact thing that hits you right in the heart. And perhaps the biggest thing that you can do this holiday season is give up the need to control that. When you are trying to control other people and how they show up and what they say to you or how they feel about you or what behavior they do or don't do, you know, how much they're drinking. The minute you're trying to control other people, they're actually controlling you. So it is perfectly fine before you go engage with your family to sit in reflection or meditation or perhaps journal about who do you wish that they were? What is it that you wish that your family would do? How would you like them to support you and show up for you? But then you also have to make a commitment that you're going to accept them for who they are. And it doesn't mean that you're going to approve of what they say. It doesn't mean that you're going to co-opt their crappy beliefs about what's possible for you. It simply means that you're going to focus on what is in your control, which is how you show up and how you choose to react. You know, this is coaching that will serve you 52 weeks a year, not just at the holidays. But if you have a blueprint for happiness that is completely based on circumstances outside of yourself, you're never going to feel in control of your life. You can go back. We talk about this in depth in episode 84 with Sarah Riley about how you can run your life instead of it running you. So you can take this with you at work. If you're trying to control your coworkers or your 
boss or in your romantic relationship, so often we're trying to control our spouse to get them to do what we want. And that just robs us of the ability to be the decider on how we feel in any given moment. One of the big dynamics that comes up in my family, and I know that this is relatable because I've talked about this with so many other clients. You know, I've got some family members where it's very tough for them to be emotionally present uh, and to be emotionally supportive. That has been a struggle for them in the past. And a lot of times the way my family likes to show love is through gifts or presents. You know, really substituting presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, for presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, which is what most of us crave in our closest relationships. And I finally got to a point, and I think the moment that things really started to change in the dynamic on these particular relationships is when I adopted this mantra. I said, I can accept the love that is there without judging it for not being the love that I wanted. Every time I got that present or a gift or a card with money, you know, rather than being resentful about, this is the way the family shows love, but they're not really there for me. I was just able to accept it gracefully and graciously and releasing myself from all those emotions about trying to change the way that they show up for me. And it really started to change the dynamic in some of my family relationships. I just had my father here visiting me in San Diego for four days and we had a wonderful trip to together, had some good conversations. And it's actually, ironically, opened the door where my dad and I can have deeper, more emotional conversations without it being a trigger for either one of us. And part of that is how I'm showing up you know, it just in terms of not trying to force things. My goal in all interactions with my family now is to speak my truth from a place of love, not from blame, and then just releasing the attachment to the outcome, not even worrying about what they do with it. I had a conversation with one of my clients this week where her father's alcoholism has been this unspoken thing for most of her adult life. Nobody's ever really addressed it. And she wanted to go in at Thanksgiving and really confront him about his drinking. And that's not the right approach when you're going to your family. If you're talking about their behavior and what you want them to change, you're already losing. You know, the best approach is for you to talk about your needs and what's really coming up for you and just honor yourself. There's a big difference in the energy between approaching somebody and saying, hey, dad, you drink too much and it's making me angry versus just addressing the real underlying emotional need, which is, hey, I'd like to have a deeper closer relationship with you. And that's the advice that I, you know, I gave to my clients. And I'm really excited to see how this plays out. Because when you're talking about yourself and honoring what's true for you, you can never go wrong. When you're going at somebody about what they're doing, it's coming from a place of control. And it's just going to cause tension in your relationships. Strategy number two to help you survive the holidays with your family. Set boundaries. Easy in theory, so difficult to do, especially with your family, and especially if you're in that wounded emotional place where a 12-year-old version of you is running the show. But in order to set boundaries, number one, you need to know what your needs are. (laughs) You know, one of the big things that happens, especially when we're traveling or even if you're hosting and you have a house full of people, is you start falling out of your routines. All of a sudden, you're not waking up and going to yoga or soul cycle. You're not working 
out. You're not taking that time to meditate or to journal because you're so busy taking care of everyone else. You know, if you're a person who likes to have a long, hot morning shower, well, now you're like, I got to do the shower in three minutes because there's five more people in line behind me and I don't want to run out of hot water. You really start to lose your routines and in general, it can feel like a loss of independence for many people. All of a sudden, you start operating by other people's schedules, and that can create a lot of tension. It can create stress, and eventually, you will snap over the course of like an extended four or five-day holiday. So setting proper boundaries in your family relationships at the holiday could look and sound like, hey, I would love for the family to go see a movie tonight. However, I haven't been to the gym yet, so I'm going to go work out. Can we see the nine o'clock show instead of the seven o'clock show? And by the way, if people can't do that, you're allowed to opt out of going to the movies. Hey, I'll spend time and I'll see everybody when you get home tonight. Setting boundaries around the holidays could look and sound like, hey, mom, I'm going to spend Thanksgiving with you, but I'm going to go do Christmas with dad. You know, there's a lot of stress around the holidays when you come from a split family and the family is divorced. This also plays out when you're married and you and your spouse are trying to figure out how to visit both families over the holiday season. So, you know, being able to speak up and just set the boundary up front. And the question is really, why is it so difficult, especially with family for us to set boundaries. And I saw my friend Sarah Baldwin post something on Instagram recently that really resonated that so often as children, we're taught to hand over our power to others as a way to avoid conflict through compliance, that we just have to follow the rules and there will be no emotional pain. But a lot of times we end up violating our own internal compass as children. You know, if you ever tried to set boundaries as a child and you didn't want to hug your creepy uncle at Thanksgiving, what were you told? No, you get over there and, and, and you give him a hug right now. I know so many people who, you know, their parents were going through divorce as kids and they had to choose what parent they wanted to live with and ended up being shamed for creating boundaries by saying, well, don't you love mommy and daddy? They were told that they were rude if they ever said no. And somehow in the mix of all this, we end up feeling shame for developing just what is a natural sense of boundaries. And as children, when we don't have that full sense of agency, it makes sense that we would go along and just play the game because it really is a coping and survival strategy to get his love, to get his acceptance, to make us feel like part of the tribe. But it becomes really damaging as an adult. And what used to be medicine for you as a child has now become poison as an adult. Strategy number three, when it comes to surviving the holidays with your family, look for the things that bring you together rather than the things that drive you apart. AKA, this point is called, don't talk about politics. <laughs> Especially if you are not aligned with your family members. I know in my case, I am the only person in my family who is on the political side of the aisle that I am on and everybody else is on the polar opposite side. And that just becomes a place that you don't want to go to. There's a study that says 40% of people say that the results of the 2016 election irreparably damaged one of their family relationships. I was unfriended by my stepmother in 2016 
because I am not on the same side of the aisle as her. So it's just a place you don't even want to go there. Washington State University actually just did a study. People traveling from Democratic areas to Republican-leaning areas or vice versa around the holidays now have been proven that they spend over 30 minutes less time with their family at the Thanksgiving table just because nobody wants to deal with it. It just ends up causing conflict and being in a huff. So rather than focusing on those divisive issues. Can you connect with your family and talk about some of the happy memories? And yes, even if your family is the most dysfunctional, you've got a couple happy early memories from childhood. Maybe you could sit around and reminisce about that and share some laughs and share some jokes. My dad and I always talk about the times that, you know, he and I would go to the WWF wrestling matches together when I was a kid in in the 80s and go see like Hulk Hogan take on the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. But we would sit there and pretend to be the announcers for the matches. So, you know, we would go back and forth and pretend to be the commentators. And, and that's still one of the happiest memories of my childhood and it's so much easier uh, for us to enjoy each other's company when we're talking about that than if we're talking about politics. So that is step number three, focus on what's good. And my final step for you to survive the holidays is keep a sense of fun and levity. Believe it or not, you can put the fun in dysfunctional family. One of my dear friends had a game with some of her girlfriends before the holidays where they all got together for a girl's night. And they created dysfunctional holiday bingo cards where they listed the 25 things that they knew were going to happen in their family. That, you know, the uncle who was going to get drunk, the grandparent who was going to make a triggering racist comment, that somebody was going to get up and storm out of the family gathering an hour early and do it in a really dramatic fashion. But then they laid that out onto bingo cards so they each had their own personalized one and they had a group text going through the holidays to keep track of who who got the five in a row and hit bingo first. As they were in the middle of the triggers with their family, they were able to laugh. They were able to co-regulate with other people who got it through the group text, and it really made a difference. And I didn't realize, as my friend told me this, I explained this on a TV interview recently. It's actually a strategy that comes from Martha Beck, the life coach, uh, where she talks about this dysfunctional family bingo game. So that is a strategy for you. There could be other ways that you could do this, maybe get together with your cousins or you know, get together with the cool members of the family that you like and see if you can't create a fun game around it. Don't turn it into a drinking game, though, because you're just going to get hammered. And then, and then God knows what's going to come out of your mouth then. So those are the four strategies to survive the holidays. Number one, give up trying to control people. The only thing that is in your control is how you show up and how you feel. Number two, set boundaries. You're not the powerless 10-year-old child anymore. You are a grown adult. You have the responsibility to know what your needs are and to get them met. And sometimes that means, you know, maybe only staying for two hours of the Thanksgiving dinner and showing up and engaging and smiling rather than staying for two to three days. That's fine, but know what you need. Make sure you're giving it to yourself. Number three, focus on the good. Connect with people through the happy memories and let go of what's divisive, if only for the day. And number four, have some fun with it. Plan a fun game around the holidays that you can play either with family members or with your friends. I hope this message serves you. I hope it helps you get through the holidays in one piece. And... If the content serves you today, maybe you could share this episode with one of your family members or share it with a friend. You can screenshot it, 
post it to Instagram. You can tag me at CSC Dan Mason. Don't forget, you can also join our private Facebook community, the Life Amplified Power Tribe. We have a link for that in the show notes. If you are looking to get a head start on your 2020 and create some actionable goals to get you moving in the right direction, I have a free 26-page workbook that you can download right now on my website. It is a gift from my heart to yours. And if you're looking for some extra support, either one-on-one or part of the new group coaching program that I have launched with Sarah Riley, you and I can work together to create a year of meaning, money, freedom, and fulfillment in all areas of your life. CreativeSoulCoaching.net for all the info on that. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me. Have a wonderful holiday and I'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified.